Hello, amazing church. It is so good to be together. It's Mark yes. and Candice here, and we are so excited that we have this privilege of worshiping together, of preaching the gospel, yeah. of gathering across the city and all that God is doing. So thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. We would just want to say a simple message of we love you. Yeah. We are praying for you as a leadership team. We are praying for you and we are yeah. trusting God for His best, His breakthroughs, His greatest grace to pour Amen. upon you at this Amen. time. But today I get to not preach. I get to introduce your preacher. My amazing wife, and she is ready. She is full yes, of the Word. She is fired up to minister the Word of God today. So I'm yeah. going to pray for her, and then we're going to yeah. jump into that. Awesome. Is that good? Thank you, yes. Thank you, Lord, for your grace upon cans. I just pray she would feel your favor, feel your grace as she ministers this morning. I pray, Spirit of God, move powerfully, bring freedom and life and joy wherever people are watching and whenever they are watching. I pray your freedom, your life, and your joy. Thank you, Lord. And your favor shine down upon cans. Amen. 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 Have fun. Thank you. Thank you. It is so good to be with you. Good day to everybody, to all the ladies and all the gents out there. What a privilege it is for me to be sharing with you the, today. And um, I don't take it for granted. I really, really don't. So thank you for this opportunity. And um, I just, before I, before I start, I just want to give a shout out. It is Women's Day. I just want to give a shout out to all the incredible women and all the incredible girls and ladies out there, from all the grannies to the moms to the aunties, sisters daughters, you name it. A shout out to all the girls and um, just to say that I love you and we love you and we back you. And um, I know there's some moms that are juggling kids, juggling work, uh, business ladies, trying to make it happen in the business world and through tough times. I know some of the girls are writing matric this year. I know some of you are writing matric and it's really, really, really tough. But hang in there. God is with you. God loves you. And I just want to remind you girls that before you are a wife, before you are someone's sister or mom or daughter, that you actually are God's daughter and you are his beloved and he absolutely delights in you and he loves you. So just a shout out to all the women. But um, it is really good to be with all of you. And um, it's been a really interesting four months and I'm sure it has been for you too. And um, there's been some really wild, crazy days in the VP Fun Pleasant household. It's been pretty crazy, you know, with three boys, it is loud and there's lots of testosterone, there's lots of energy and it needs to be released. So there's been some frustrations and some emotions that have really run high, especially in the initial stages of lockdown, you know, where we couldn't really go out. And the boys had to be really creative about how to release this energy. I mean, they have climbed trees in my garden that shouldn't normally be climbed. There's a lot of thin branches going on there, but I just let them do it because, my goodness, they'll literally climb my walls if I don't. I've even had one of my boys, Mark, sorry, I'm letting it out the bag, jump off the roof into the pool. <laughs> sorry, I will tell you all about that. And um, just to release energy, my boys have ridden bikes around and around the garden in circles around the pool. I've even had boys um, fall into the pool with their bikes into the pool, everything, bikes and all, and um, that's happened more than once. Um, you know, they, they need to release this energy. They go on the trampoline and there's wrestling and fighting and they get all geared up with their cricket gear, their cricket helmets, their cricket shin pads on their arms and, and legs. And the little one, I mean, my little one's seven years old and he just gets right in there. He's a real toughie, that one. And there's a lot of <laughs> crying and a bit of blood noses and you name it, it's just crazy. And it's a bit of like ordered chaos in a sense. But, um, you know, it's one thing trying to keep my boys in check. It's a whole nother ball game trying to keep my, my other boy, Mark, in check. I mean, that takes a lot of energy and a lot of my time. And it's, he's my greatest challenge. But no, jokes aside, um, it's really been interesting. And I'm sure it has been for you too. But it's been a tough 
four months. Uh, for some of us, more than others, actually. And the, the crazy swirling news around us that is constantly changing and all the constant changes, it's been quite exhausting. And a, a lot of us have had to be innovative and have had to make a plan and hustle and, and, and change the way we do things. And I think it can leave a lot of us feeling, and from what I've um, noticed, I've been speaking to a lot of people and a lot of us are feeling tired and weary and a little like running on empty and feeling like a bit low in terms of our resources. And whether it's time, whether it's energy, whether it's love, support, uh, finances, that we're just running low. And some of us are feeling the effects more now than before. And actually, there's still so many more effects coming of this COVID-19, of this economic uh, pandemic. And there's still a journey to go. And so it's easy. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. It's easy to feel tired and weary and, and a bit spent and poured out. And I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul um, where he says, I pour out my life like a drink offering. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. You know, we pour ourselves out, especially in these last four months. And um, I just want to share today, since it is Women's Day, about an incredible, incredible woman of faith in the Old Testament. We are going Old Testament. I know Gabe preached out of 1 Kings um, 19. I'm preaching out of 1 Kings 17 this morning. And this is a story of a widow with a son and um, obviously no support of her husband, but she finds herself in a pandemic, not of COVID-19, but the pandemic of a widespread famine and drought. And um, she, we come to this, her story where she only has enough food left for their last meal on earth before they face um, starving to death. And uh, this woman was destitute. She was completely at the end of herself. How could it get any worse? How could it get any darker? I mean, I don't think a lot of us have experienced um, desperation to that extent. But um, you see this woman of, we see this woman of great faith through a simple act of obedience, believe in the promise of God and see an incredible, receive an incredible miracle of provision and despite her lack in the middle of her despair and um, desolation. It's just an incredible story. And I really believe it's going to bless us this morning. And um, Elijah comes into this story and Gabe preached on Elijah as a wild-eyed prophet. And in those days, the prophets in those days would preach the word of God and would speak the word of God. And for Elijah for us today is just a picture of God. And, um, but anyway, God says to Elijah, go to this woman and I will provide food for you and this woman and her, and her son. And it's just crazy that God would use um, a poor widow, a, a woman who was destitute, and at the end of herself, who wasn't perfectly positioned in the natural sense, yet perfectly positioned for God to display his power and do an incredible miracle. And um, I'm really excited about this. I feel like this is a word for us today. So lean in and um, let's get stuck right in. I'm, I'm reading out of 1 Kings 7, 7 to 15. So let's do that. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And you've got to know in those days when there's no rain, there's no grocery store down the road, there's no extra reserves of five liter water, water bottles in the pantry. This is serious. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called her to go. He called her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me, please, a piece of bread. 
I would have thought this guy was playing a sick joke. I mean, she's getting him water. Now he asks for a piece of bread in the middle of famine and drought. Let's read on. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little bit of olive oil in a jug. And I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son so, they, so that we may eat it and die. This was absolute desperation. This is a woman at the end of herself and facing the fact that this will be her last meal for herself and her son on earth. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make me a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. And here comes the promise of God. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. And I love this. Here's her response. Listen up. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. God uses a poor, destitute widow, not one of the great men of Sidon, not one of the, the rich merchants. God uses a woman from a pagan nation, a nation in those days that was completely against God's kingdom. God uses, I love the way God uses the humble more often than he uses the mighty to do his work. And it's God's way to make use of the weaker, th weaker things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, to display his power. I just love this. I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians 1 verse 27. It says this, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. And gents, some of you are feeling broken. Some of you are feeling broken and some of you are feeling a bit bruised after this time. And I want to tell you, gents and ladies today, don't think you're ever too far gone for God to break through. Don't, don't think you're ever too destitute or, or your situation is too dead for God to breathe life and bring a miracle into your story. Don't think you never have what it takes to be used by God. And so the title of my preach today is Bring It On. Bring it on. I'm sounding like my husband now. Bring it on. And the first, the first point I'm going to share with you, and write this down, write this down. Bring on your not enough. Bring on your not enough. Elijah asks her for water and then asks for a piece of bread, to which she surprisingly doesn't flip out. I mean, I would have thought, you are mad. You are crazy. There's famine everywhere. I'm already getting you water. Now you're the cheek of, of you to actually ask me for bread. And yet her response is this in verse 12. I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour, in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. And I'm gathering a few sticks to make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. She had only enough for one last meal for herself and her son before they faced the harsh reality of starving to death. And I know some of you are facing harsh realities right now. And I don't know exactly what that is. Maybe you're at the end of yourself like this widow. Maybe you are at the edge of death and it's, it's not looking good. And I don't know your situation, but I want to tell you that God, your father knows. He knows. And all he asks of you today is to bring your not enough, to bring the little bit that you have and watch what he will do. Have you ever felt like that? Lord, I have so little left. I have so little left. Barely anything for myself, barely anything for my family, never mind anyone else. I have so little time. I have so little energy. I have so little emotional capacity and, and money and um, energy. Yet God wants it. He wants that little bit that we have to give to him. 
just a, a funny story, but a simple is, illustration. But when God, when Mark asked me to preach um, for Women's Day, he asked me about a week and a half ago. And my first response to him was, I actually don't have enough time and I don't have enough energy. I mean, the, the schools were shut down again for four weeks. I've got all my boys at home with me. You're asking me only now to prepare. And I just, he said to me, do you want to preach? I said, of course I want to preach, but I'm, I don't have, I've only got so much time, you know, I'm feeling a bit weary and tired. It's been a long run. But um, anyway, I felt God just nudge my heart that night. And the next morning I said a yes. And in my saying yes, I can honestly say I felt that just a fresh faith fill my heart. And this, God dropped this beautiful um, story into my heart and this word for you this morning. So I'm feeling filled with faith and I really believe this is what he wants us to hear this morning. God wants our not enoughs. After the widow explains what little she had left, Elijah says in verse 13, don't be afraid. First make a small loaf of bread for me what you have and then make something for yourself and your son. He asks her to do something with the little bit that she has. She had to actually go out, collect sticks, make a fire and make the bread. And so God is the same with us. He asks us to do something. Let's hear what he's saying with a little bit that we have. And, and that brings me to my next point. So bring on your not enough. Bring on your obedience. Write that down. Bring on your obedience. After Elijah asks her to make bread, he actually speaks God's promise over her. And this is so beautiful. He says in verse 14, For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, The jar of flour will not be used up. And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. God promises her provision until the famine and drought is over. And so his promise is the same for us today in this drought and famine of COVID-19 and this global epidemic in this uh, pandemic, sorry, and this economic pandemic that God promises the same for us that actually he will provide strength. He will provide grace. He will provide protection, financial provision. You see, she sees God's promise, she believes it, and she obeys immediately. It says she went away and did as Elijah had told her. And I loved what Gabe shared last week about true obedience is immediate and costly. It cost her everything. This was her last bit of food left. It cost her everything. And, um, but she believed in the promise of God, and that's why she was able to obey. We need to believe in God's promises again. We need to believe in God's word again and remind ourselves which will bring on his promises over our lives and as we obey. But Elijah says, he says this, don't be afraid. And God says the same to us. Why? Because I believe the Lord never asks more than he promises to give. You can write that down. I'm going to repeat it. The Lord never asks more than he promises to give. Don't be afraid. God is saying, trust me, believe me, give your life to me that actually give me your, your not enoughs and watch what I will do. There are so many reasons why she could have said no. This was a stranger, an Israelite, um, not from her city. I mean, it, she could have said, let the child eat first. Surely that's wisdom. You know, why must I make you bread and then only myself and my son? Like, this is crazy. This is not wise. It doesn't make sense. Yet she gets over all these objections and she chooses to believe God's word despite her lack. She chooses to believe that she will be repaid with interest. And when we believe in God's promises, it's, empty, it's easy to empty ourselves. It's easy to obey God. And I just want to ask you today, what last did God actually ask you to do? What, when last did God and what did he ask you to do last? And then when last did you actually bring your obedience? And sometimes it's the small things, guys. Sometimes it's the, that phone call or praying for that person or just showing up again. 
you know, showing up again and serving and loving and giving and, and all of these things, you know. Trustful obedience to the word of God will always lead to life. Which brings me to my third point. So bring on your obedience. Bring on your not enoughs. Bring on your obedience. Bring on the God of multiplication. Verse 15 and 16, it says this. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry. This was the promise fulfilled. This was the God factor, the multiplication factor. She receives the promised blessing of God's provision, his supernatural multiplication of, of the oil and the bread and, and, and the flour. And they ate every day. And apparently some people say that they ate for two years in that time of lack and scarcity. That every time she, she took that, that flour and every time she poured out that oil and every day God would just replace it and multiply it. It's just incredible. And I'm reminded of Psalm 37 verse 19. It says this, In times of disaster, they will not wither. In, in days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In times of famine, they will enjoy plenty. The promise still remains for us today that even in this time of disaster, of COVID-19, that God, we can trust him for his multiplication factor, for provision, for protection, for strength, for sustaining power, for creative, innovative ideas. Maybe your, maybe your company is shut down. Maybe you are battling sickness and disease and perhaps you've even have loved ones in ICU or maybe you've even lost loved ones. I don't know. Perhaps your battle is anxiety and a, a real strain in terms of mental and emotional um, strain. But God promises plenty in days of famine and strength in days of disaster. When we give the little bit that we have in faith and obedience, he multiplies. She spent her last bit of flour and oil to make bread first for Elijah and then for herself, which is an interesting thing, and I'm going to get to that. But multiplying is found in the spending and not in the hoarding. Write that down. Multiplying is found in the spending and not in the hoarding. Not in the self-preservation, white-knuckling, I've got to hold on to this, it's my last little bit. Actually, multiply, multiplying is found in giving to God first. And sometimes it's giving Him our control. It's giving Him our trust. It's giving Him our hearts, our devotion, our thoughts. It's those things. And God promises us that things will be added and multiplied when we give to Him first and we seek Him first. In Matthew 6, 33, says this, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. But I love that before that line, he says, because your heavenly father knows that you need them. He knows your needs. We don't serve a God who's somewhere out there in the distance. Actually, we serve a God of intimacy, a God who works with us, who walks with us, who speaks to us, who communes with us. And, um, and I love this. And when Rory dies, an, an old pastor of ours, and he would often say, give God your time, your talents, and your treasures. It's not just about finances. It's, it encompasses all of those things. I love Luke 6.38. I know I'm throwing a lot of scriptures at you, but here's another one. Luke 6.38. Don't hold back. Give freely and you'll have plenty poured back into your lap, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, brimming, brimming over. You'll receive in the same measure that you give. I just love that. And I'm reminded of John 10 verse 10, which was the scripture and the vision that we had for our church right in the beginning of the year before COVID-19 hit. And, and Jesus says, I come to give you life and I come to give you life to the full, abundant life. That is still our word for 2020. That is still for us. 
in this time that we're in of COVID-19. You see, as she took from the flour and as she took from the oil every day to make bread, more was added every day for two years every day. You can imagine how her faith was built and, and how she just was in awe of this incredible mighty God. And as we pour out and as we spend our time, our energy, our, our finances, our love, our service, more will be added by His divine supernatural power. Serving God and ser serving His people and being poured out and, and spent is just an incredible opportunity for the divine intervention and supernatural infusion of God's grace. Just an incredible divine exchange that happens there. Because you see, when you are poured out, that's exactly when God pours in. When you are poured out, that's exactly when God pours in. Write it down, write it down. Let's amen to that. And I, I'm just reminded of Bobby Houston, who leads Hillsong Church with her husband. And she says this, we are supposed to arrive in heaven somewhat spent. Being spent is not life-threatening. In, in the pouring out, there's room for replenishment. And I want the replenishment of God. I want the divine multiplication of my Father in every area of my life. We serve a God of multiplication. We serve a God of miracles. We serve a God of might and power and a God of abundance, a God who knows us intimately, who's not somewhere out there, but who wants to work with us and walk with us. And, and um, he, he, He's intimate with us. I want to see God do miracles. I want to see Him multiply the little bits and my not enoughs that I give to Him. And I want to see him multiply the not enoughs and the little bits that you give to him. I want to see God do that. So let's just recap. Let's bring it on. Let's bring on our not enoughs. Let's bring on our obedience. And let's bring on the God of multiplication and see him do an incredible miracle in our lives. And um, I just want to remind you that this is not just a story. And I think we can often look at the, the Old Testament with those lenses, you know, as a story. But actually, this is God showing us that he can choose the weak and the broken things of this world, even a time like um, coronavirus and, and the economic pandemic that we're facing, he can use these things to display his power, to bring his life, to add and multiply. And um, yeah, so I just want to say that what I love most about the story, and this is my final point, what I love most about the story is that the picture of the, the endless flour and bread is actually a picture of Jesus for us. Jesus says in John 6.35, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Jesus sustains us every day. He is the one who resources us. He is our bread of life. He will never, ever run out. And actually, I just want to quickly read a Psalm 16. It's, it's from the voice version. And I just love this. I love this. And it's, it, I'm just going to read it. It says this, you eternal one are my sustenance and my life-giving cup. You, eternal one, are my sustenance and my life-giving cup. In that cup, you hold my future and my eternal riches. My home is surrounded in beauty. You have gifted me with abundance and a rich legacy. This is a good life. My heart is glad. My soul is full with joy and my body is at rest. Who could want for more? You direct me on the path that leads to a beautiful life. And as I walk with you, the pleasures are never ending and I know true joy and contentment. Who could want for more? Jesus, the bread of life, the sustaining bread of life. And I just want to, I don't know if, I want to actually just give an opportunity for those who might not know Jesus, who might not have him as Lord and Savior in your life. And I want to pray with you right now. And um, 
we know that the only way to the Father is through the Son, Jesus, through His Son, Jesus Christ. His body broken on a cross. He gave his, Himself up for us. And um, it's just to enjoy an incredible relationship with the Father. And I'd love to pray with you, but I'm going to just ask my husband, Mark, to come up with me, and we're going to actually have a bit of communion together and pray. Amazing. Yeah. So. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Why don't you pray? If people made a decision this morning, today, tonight, wherever you're watching, yeah. if you made a decision today, I'm going to ask Ken to pray for you right now, to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, to make you, Jesus your King of the more than enough, where you are not enough. Yeah. Your efforts will never be enough. To wash away, to wash clean, to fight and pull you into an eternal story. You, your efforts will never be enough. You don't have enough resources, but the Bible says and the gospel tells us Jesus is enough. He's your perfect cup, your perfect yeah. life. So why don't you pray yeah. today? Make that decision today. And yeah. as Candace prays, make that decision right now. Lord Jesus, I just, I thank you that you are the bread of life. I thank you that you are the life-giving cup, Lord that you are a resource, that you sustain yeah. us, yeah. that we will never know lack, Lord, because Let's of you. Go. There'll be a deep yeah. sense of hope and joy Thank and you, peace God. that will enter and does enter our lives as we walk with you. But I just want to pray for those that are giving their lives right now to you, yeah. right now, Lord. Thank you that you died on the cross for us. You gave yourself up for us so that we can enjoy eternal life and enjoy life in abundance here on earth. Let's go. No matter what, no matter if it's coronavirus or whatever pandemics we are facing, Lord, that you are more than enough for us, Lord. Yeah. That you are the God of multiplication. You are the one who multiplies the little yeah. bit that we have. I thank you, yeah. Jesus. I just pray for those people now that are giving their lives to you, Lord, giving their hearts to you, thank making you, you Lord of their life right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, in your precious name. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I just, after what I've shared this morning, I just want to pray for those of us Lord, I pray that we would see your promises again and hear your word again, Father God. Remind go. us of what you have said over us and over our lives. And in faith, Lord, let us bring the little bits that we have, like this poor widow did. The little bit that we have, it's immediate, it's costly, but Lord, you can do so much more with yeah. that, Father. And in faith, Lord, in obedience, I pray that you multiply, Lord financially, Lord, Father God. Yes, I pray God. you multiply yes, creatively, Lord, Father yes, God. Creative God. strategies for businessmen and Thank women, you, Lord, King. right now at this time, Father. I just pray you provide you, health King. and healing, Lord, for those that are sick and suffering, Father God. Thank you, God. I, I pray for um, a God of compassion, that you multiply compassion and yes, peace God. over your people, Father God, right yes, now. God. Your peace that tra transcends human understanding Come right on. now, Father yeah. God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Thank that you, you are the Jesus. God of multiplication, Lord. Yeah, we we trust you for that, yeah. Father. We love you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, we, we do, love God. you, Lord. So we want to take a family moment together and take communion together. So if it's too late and you haven't got your emblems, why don't you pause even the feed right now? Go get some grape juice, get some bread, and we're going to take communion together. Maybe you are already, so we're going to go and do that together. And this, everything Candace has spoken about in this moment, yeah. it's an incredible story of this amazing lady who really didn't have enough. Yeah. But God said He would always be enough. God said if she would trust Him, if she would obey Him, if she would listen to His voice, even putting her own self at risk in that story, He would always be enough for her. And every time we come to this meal, there's the chance to be reminded 
and not just reminded, but revelation to come that our God is the God of always more than enough. That though fathers on this earth can give good gifts, how much more the Father in heaven who's given us an incredible gift, the gift of His Son. So we take this communion now as a church family. And as the word has been preached, we pray, Lord, let every word that you've been preached, let miracles happen. Let us take communion together. Kenzie, you're supposed to wait for me. Kenzie, you're supposed to wait for me. I just realized that as I put it. <laughs> We're going to take communion together, even though my wife's had a starter. <laughs> Jesus, you are spectacular in all your ways. Today we are reminded again and afresh that you are perfect in all of your ways. And as we take this communion, we declare to our souls, to the world around us, that we trust you. We trust you, our King, our Lord, and our Savior. And we give you all the glory. Let's take communion together in this month. Quite a big little cup they gave us here. <laughs> Church family, we love you. Well done to my amazing wife. What an incredible, incredible word. Just choking on some bread there. <laughs> But we're not done yet. We've got one more song of just praise and worship to our King. Thank you so much for being with us. If you're a visitor, get in touch with us. We want to know you yeah. more. Jump on the websites. There's a million ways. We can't wait. Let's worship Jesus. Awesome.